Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy podcast. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy, and today is a little bit different, but first off, I am joined here as always by the Fantasy Fro. Fro, how are you today, ma'am? I'm doing all right. It's not really as always anymore because I've been slacking. But, You've been uh, all the last two weeks, yeah. Yeah, I will. I mean, the one week I was away, and last week I was sick and had no voice. That kind of would have been hard to talk, but I'm back. I'm excited, and uh, it's only two, maybe three weeks left of the uh, fantasy season. It's kind of sad. It really is. It's, it's really flying by, and uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to do a podcast when you can't talk, when the whole premise of a podcast is your voice, so a little difficult there, so I'll give you a slide on that, but uh, for the first time ever, actually, on the you know, Fantasy Wednesday podcast. We have a third member joining us. Uh, it's Steven. You guys know Steven from the We Know Fantasy platform. Steven, how are you today, man? I'm doing great, Nate. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. And if you know me, you know why. It was a great Sunday for me. Four Niners uh, went down to the Superdome and beat the uh, beat the Saints. Last-minute field goal. Finally going for the Four Niners. It wasn't happening against the Four Niners. Uh, so there was that. I also beat, finally, in about a decade of trying, I beat the uh, Fantasy Fro here in uh, a fantasy football game. It's been a long time coming. Finally happened, so I'm proud to say that happened, guys. First time in so, a decade. Uh, <laughs> so, for all you guys who think, uh, what is the saying, nothing's impossible or something like that, Kevin. Yeah, follow, follow insert, your dreams. <laughs> insert the Kevin Garnett meme right now, um, because possible. you you could do anything you set your mind out to. So, uh, <laughs> there's that. But uh, before we move any forward, uh, Fro, where do people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter, at FantasyFro. And Steven, you as well. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, at CoachStevenP. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. It can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Visit our website, weknowfantasy.com, for some more fantasy football content. We have some great weekly series from our great group of contributors, uh, some player rankings by Cody, some other stuff on there, breaking news, things of that nature. Also, we have fantasy basketball and fantasy ho- hockey content this time of year. Uh, every Monday night, we have the We Know Fantasy Waiver Wire Wishlist. I shouldn't say every Monday night now because we have one more Monday night with Week 16 coming up here. We won't have any Week 17 content here in the podcast uh, network, but week 16. One more uh, time for you guys this Monday night. We know fancy waiver wire wish list where I am joined by one of our contributors as we go across the must add players for the week. And the We Know Fantasy Contributors podcast comes out every Thursday, so we have two more of those for the season. So look for that. Uh, you know, tomorrow, if you listen to this on Wednesday night or if you listen on Thursday, you can get a double dose of We Know Fantasy in one day, which is a uh, fantastic thing to have. We have a great episode here for you guys. We're going to do a, a, a scenario here, a, a kind of a game. Where I'm going to offer three um, players that, that are kind of waiver wire material they can pick up that could help you win your league. I'm going to offer three, uh, a group of three. There's uh, about four groups of these three. And I'm going to have Steven and uh, Fro here uh, pick who they think will have the most relevant, who will be the most relevant fantasy football player for the next two weeks out of those. We'll talk some injuries and their backups uh, as week 15 and 16 are crucial here, of course. And then we'll talk about uh, some uh, players that we uh, want to sit for uh, this crucial Week 15 semifinals are here. So uh, let's jump into things. So I just explained this a little bit, but basically I'm going to offer three players here. And, uh, you know, a lot of these players are waiver wire materials. Uh, obviously, the waiver wire period is passed for most leagues as they transfer over on a Tuesday. But uh, these are guys that you probably picked up on your uh, – you put waiver – you know, you attempted to pick up, you may have on your roster or things of that nature. You may have a few guys on here. So I'm going to offer a group of three. Then I'll ask the Fro and Steven who they prefer of these three and who they think will have the best week 15 and week 16. So the first group here will be the, uh, what I deem the uh, star set of group of three of the three favorites I have of, uh, I guess, our 12 players here. So we have A.J. Brown, Tennessee Titans. Uh, they're having a fantastic season, a fantastic end of the season. 
Uh, Raheem Mostert, the San Francisco 49ers, and Anthony Miller. Chicago Bears seem to be a PPR machine there and a target machine. So, Fro, I guess you get us off with this one. Which of those three do you think has the uh, most fantasy football uh, most fantasy football uh, impact down the uh, stretch of the season here? All right, are we talking PPR? Yeah, we'll go full point PPR. That seems to be the you know most popular uh, format. Yeah, the best format there really is out there. Um, so I'm not going to give a straight answer right here because it's going to depend on your scenario. If you're you know, if you're in a two week playoff and maybe this is your second week and you're losing, you kind of have to find a guy with more upside. I would probably go with AJ Brown or Mostert, or maybe you're winning or maybe you're tied. I would definitely go with the safer pick of Anthony Miller because, like Nate said, he really has a lot of you know targets coming. And that Bears offense has kind of come out of nowhere the last few weeks. Um, but if you're kind of playing in, in a in a even even slate, brand new matchup, I mean, depending on what you're looking at, if you're playing against a guy with you know Christian McCaffrey or you know you're projected to lose by 20 or 30 points, go with one of the AJ Brown or Mostert that give you more upside rather than somebody safer like Miller. And Stephen, uh, which of these is your favorite here? Yeah, I'm actually going to have to go with A.J. Brown uh, as my top dot guy on this. Uh, I mean, he's been playing really well. I mean, he has some inconsistency to him, but he has playing be- been, play- ugh, been playing better with Brian Tannehill as his quarterback. And, you know, he does have two matchups where they may need to throw the ball a little bit more than usually. Usually Ryan Tannehill sticks around, like, less than 25 uh, throws a game. But he could end up having a higher total with, you know, a division rival playoff uh, division game right here and then, uh, next week against the Saints, I mean, it could be a real shootout potential for both these teams. Well, Tannehill will need to throw A.J. Brown the ball, and he's been uh, great in all over the field this year. Yeah, A.J. Brown's been a fantastic fantasy football player this year. And, and like I said in the Wave of Our Wishlist uh, podcast this week, his his value, or his owned mark is very surprising as how, how minimally owned he is. Uh, but of these three, it may be a homer pick, but I'm going Mostert. This dude is a legitimate star. Uh, they pretty much have phased Tevin Coleman out of this offense completely he's he's pretty much gone uh it's down to moster and and brita and moster is dominating the touches uh by a lot uh they want to get the, the guy this ball this guy the ball as much as possible and he's exploding for 20 point fantasy football games left and right so uh i guess it is scenario based but if we're just going if we're in a vacuum here just going strictly based two of these three i think will have the best you know performance down the stretch the four niners have the uh they have the Falcons and the Rams week 15 and 16. Some pretty good matchups there for uh, run defense and even pass defense because Mostert's a very good pass catching back as well. Very, very speedy. I have to go Mostert myself in this one. So let's move on here. Second group here. Uh, I guess we'll call this the B team. Uh, Zach Pascal and Indianapolis Colts, Cole Beasley, and Patrick Laird of the uh, Dolphins. Dolphins, yes. Like my mind. Uh, Steven, you kick this one off. Which of these three is your guy here? Uh, I have to go with Cole Beasley, actually. I was doing a little research on him this morning just uh, just for my own personal rankings, and he's been really good as of late. You know, he's been either, you know, getting like 50 yards or a touchdown like every week over the last like month and a half now. Uh, John Brown's been getting that tougher coverage over the, over the last couple of games now, so you've seen him kind of dip down. But uh, Cole Beasley seems to be, uh, you know, producing for us in fantasy and, you know, getting over at least – 10 fantasy points almost every week is fantastic. And he does go up against the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. And they have like a, they're really bad for some reason against the slot position. Uh, and then he gets the Patriots next week, which is another difficult matchup. But, you know, they're going to probably be focusing on John Brown and the deep ball. Well, 
Cole Beasley can kind of slide underneath the middle and uh, kind of just get those uh, underneath targets. And, you know, never know. He could just possibly get a touchdown out of nowhere. Yeah, Cole Beasley has been a staple of uh, many eventual teams. And, uh, Fro, who are you picking on this one? Yeah, so I'm going with Cole Beasley as well. It's it's close between him and Pascal because, I mean, both of them have been playing great. T.Y. Hilton's not really doing it while he's not playing. He, uh, it's, it's looking like Pascal is the wide receiver one there. But I have been rolling with Cole Beasley in my 12-man league since week five. I actually snagged him after his, his bad week against the Titans. They had their bye week, and then they had a really soft schedule against, you know, the Dolphins, the Eagles the Redskins, the Browns, the Dolphins again. I've been riding the Bills so much, and I've had Cole Beasley, and now here I am in the semifinals, and I am not changing what I've been doing. I'm sticking with Cole Beasley. Dude is a PPR machine. Yeah, I'm going Beasley as well. I'll talk about this a little bit later, uh, but he's actually been outscoring John Brown the last few weeks. The The teams have finally been focusing on John Brown. They've been taking the deep ball away from the Bills, so that underneath pass has been open uh, readily. Uh, almost every single game, and Beasley's been feasting in that. He's a PPR machine, like Defro just said. And uh, if you're if you're a fan of this of this network, if you're a fan of some, of my page, he's a B team staple. We've our wish was staple every week. We're just preaching Cole Beasley. So yeah, it, it's only fitting that all three of us go with Cole Beasley here. Uh, the third group here is a quarterback group. We're going Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know where Stevens going this one, so I'll let Fro kick this one off. All right. Well. I'm going with Tannehill. How in the world do you not go with Ryan Tannehill right now? They have been so hot since he came in week seven. They have been lights out. I actually did tweet about this earlier earlier today. I was talking about how, how awesome the Titans have been since Tannehill came in. He's been quarterback number three. Derrick Henry, as we all know, has been a stud. He's been running back two in PPR, running back one in standard. And then A.J. Brown has been wide receiver 22 in PPR and then wide receiver 17 in standard league. So. There's a reason, you know, A.J. Brown has become relevant this season. There's a reason Derrick Henry's finally getting it going. And Ryan Tannehill is that reason. Yeah, and Steven, uh, just just say the same thing, man. Uh, I mean, <laughs> same thing. But, no, I completely agree with you on that. Tannehill has just been amazing so far. And I guess I'll give a little detail why you why you why else would you not go with that Tannehill? Because, you know, Mr. Trubisky, you know, he's been playing good over the last couple of weeks. Though he does play Green Bay uh, this coming week, and they only allow like 12 points to fantasy quarterbacks at home. And, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he kind of has those up and down games. And even though he has a pretty good matchup against the Giants, it could just, you know, not happen like the Jets last week. So, you know, you go with Tannehill based on everything Fro says, and uh, it's he's, he's been doing fantastic this season. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's Ryan Tannehill all the way, and I, I don't really have uh, much to say beyond that. Um, anyone know any, an update here on Derrick Henry's injury? I know he's got a, a what a hamstring injury or something like that. He didn't practice, I don't think. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be all right. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be out there. You know, it's uh, NFC or what is it, AFC South uh, leading the line against Texans this week. I think he'll be out there. Yeah, those, uh, those, when, those Tuesday and Wednesday injuries don't really mean much. Yeah, it's not. There's not too much to look into there. So uh, the fourth group here, we're going tight ends. We have Tyler Higby of the Los Angeles Rams with the potential return of Gerald Everett there. Uh, Mike Jusecki of the Miami Dolphins and Ryan Griffin of the New York Jets. Who and why are you picking here, Stephen? This one's for you. Uh, I mean, I want to go with Tyler Higby. Uh, he's been playing solid over the last two past two games, but you know, with Everett possibly coming back and a pretty tough matchup against uh, the 49ers in Week 16. I'm probably have to go with uh, Gasecki on this one, and you know he's been kind of up and down, but he's been proving this season. He's definitely took a nice jump over last year. 
And, you know, he does have difficult matchups this week, and then he's got a pretty average one next week. But, you know, he's basically the team's number two target almost at this point. Uh, Devontae Parker should be okay on Sunday, but, you know, he's been getting a lot of targets, and I expect him to kind of bounce back after a poor performance next week. So I'm going to have to go with uh, Mike Isecki. All right, interesting there. And, uh, Fro, which one do you have? All right, I am absolutely going with Tyler Higby. If effort is out, I haven't quite checked on that status, but I grabbed Higby last week, and he has been nothing short of amazing. He has actually, in the last two weeks without Everett, he leads tight ends and targets, catches, and yards after the catch. And now he gets the Cowboys, who have allowed the six-month receptions to tight ends. So if Everett is out, you fire up Higby. I'm even starting Higby over Waller because I need a, I need a boost in my league where I'm down this week. And I think he's he's the guy who you could say you could look back on and say he won me a championship. Yeah, and Everett's still considered day-to-day, uh, I guess McVeigh said today. So it's not looking too promising, so I, I assume he'll be out. And there's no reason to rush him back with the way Higby is playing. But just a throw set, Higby is the – this is the tight end that you, you, you've picked up prior to the playoffs that wins you a championship, and, I, and I'm going with him as well. He's a guy that I have on my teams that I'm running. He's had 20 – or I think he had 18 and 20 points, something like that across the last two games, playing super hot. Even if ever is back, I still think he gets a nod. I still think he gets a lot of snaps. Uh, because he's playing that well. I know he gets the 49ers in uh, week 16, but the 49ers are rather weak against, you know, the tight end. Uh, you know, we saw Jared Cook have a good week against him, and then, you know, Mark Andrews had a good week the prior week before that. I know they're playing, like, top-end quarterbacks and top-end tight ends, so it's hard to compare there, but they're they're kind of suspect against the uh, tight end, so I don't I don't see that as a problem there. So uh, we'll see what happens there with the Jared Everett injury. So that sums up that segment of the podcast. Now we're going to hop into some injuries. Talk about a little bit here. Uh, Mike Evans is pretty much done for the season. He's likely done for the season. There's no reason to bring him back. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going nowhere again. So I guess my question for you guys is, who of the two, you know, Bashad Perriman or Justin Watson, who would you uh, presume to be the uh, Tampa Bay's wide receiver two for week 15 and 16 if, if you had to place a bat on one of the two guys uh, to take over that wide receiver two position? And Frel, uh, which one are you taking your, your bet on? Well... Uh, the obvious name is going to be Perriman because he's the more familiar name. He's actually been relevant even with you know even as the third wide receiver for some for some games he's actually been a relevant receiver. Uh, but there's also a guy Scotty Miller who could also be somewhat relevant for the Buc- Buccaneers with Evans out. He can actually fill right into the Mike Evans role. There's still a lot to be figured out. We don't quite exactly know what's going to happen. We're not going to know until this week. But, I mean, if I were to guess, the safest is going to be Perriman just because of the name and the familiarity that, you know, Winston has. Assuming Winston plays, because I know he has a little bit of a hand fracture going on there, but assuming Winston plays, Perryman would be the, the safer bet there. Yeah, he's got a thumb problem I think he's going with. Like a, uh, a hairline fracture. Is that what it is in the yeah. thumb? Yeah, he's turning towards playing, but I'm not sure if he'll, he'll even be out there. But like I just said, you know, the Tampa has really no reason to be risking these guys, so... uh uh, Steven, who, who would you place your money down here to, to be the wide receiver two for the next two weeks? Yeah, I'm going to go with Perryman too, guys. I mean, he just he has that, uh, you know, physical set to him that he can just kind of beat people downfield, uh, not as he was when he was coming out of college, but, you know, he's got back-to-back, like, 70-yard games at least. So, uh, you know, as long as Winston's playing at least, I think he might be your safe bet. If they maybe switch to uh, Ryan Griffin, maybe a guy like uh, – uh, more of a slot guy like Justin uh, Justin Watson, I believe his name is. Uh, he might have a better role in that, but I think I'd probably go with Perryman on the safer side. 
yeah, Perrin was a wasn't he like a pretty you know talked about rookie coming out of college? Like, was he taken by the Ravens? I believe he had like three straight seasons of not playing with the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah he the he Ravens. Had a, he, he would he had a really high outlook, but not much happened. Yeah, Ravens is who it was, and he went to Washington, Cleveland, and he ended up in Tampa. All right, all right. So uh, that's how what's happened there in Tampa. Then we'll go down to Atlanta. Calvin Ridley has found himself in the IR. So with the 49ers and Jags left on the schedule, do you think Russell Gage or Justin Hardy can have uh, any fantasy value for Week 15 and 16, Stephen? Uh, uh, those who won't have value? Uh, well, do you think they will have value? Do you think Russell Gage or Justin Hardy can, can have any fantasy value for the next two weeks here? 49ers uh, and Jags. Russell Gage, up. Russell Gage could have some value to him. I mean, he's played pretty well the one week when Julio wasn't there, and you know he does play. He does, he has had some talent to him, so I'd probably go with Russell Gage just because the matchups aren't that bad. They're not the best, but they're they're not that bad. So I'd probably go with Gage on that. Yeah, uh, the Fortnite's are also going to be without Richard Sherman. I know that's not like the uh, you know Richard Sherman isn't going to be covering Russell Gage. He'll be on Julio if he is to be out there. Well, then you're going to shift, you know, your your top guy for the four hours onto Julio, so he's going to get it even the third string uh, center back. So that may be a, a thing there for for Russell. But uh, do you see anything here for for uh, these two guys, Fro? Um, I mean, if I had to pick one, I would go with Gage, obviously. But I, honestly, I wouldn't grab either of these. I think there's a lot of other names we mentioned earlier in the podcast that I'd much rather have at receiver. Because Gage is, uh, has two big games in Week 12 and 13 were more because of Austin Hooper not being in there. And obviously Julio was out for Week, thir- week 13. But now they're both back, and that's going to be the difference. You know, We know where the ball is going. Yeah, your third option is going to be Gage, and Devontae Freeman's finally playing well. So I don't think Gage is really going to be fancy relevant going forward. Yeah, I'm there with you. It's uh, who's Hooper's back. You know, I just said the 49ers are kind of suspect against the – you know, uh, against the tight end. And then you have the Jags who are, you know, pretty suspect against everyone, um, every position, but you know, everything's there. Like I said, the Freeman, they have the running game going. They don't really need that gauge or that hardy position. So I'm not really relying on those two guys as well. Uh, another injury, Josh Jacobs missed last week, week 14 or yeah, week 14, kind of surprising, we thought he'd be out there, but he wasn't. We assume he'll be out there for week 15. Let's just let's, let's, let's put this hypothetically. Let's say he isn't out there. Do you trust DeAndre Washington to put up the type of numbers he did last week, Fro? Yeah, if, if Jacobs is out, which is who knows what's going to happen. Because you see he's out, he's in, he's out, he's in. Nobody really knows. I went out, I added DeAndre Washington in my 12-man league. And <laughs> 30 seconds later... Josh Jacobs is starting this week. And then a couple hours later tonight, Gruden says, Jacobs not guaranteed to start. Who the <laughs> heck Who the heck knows what's going on? I would grab DeAndre Washington. And I'm kinda, I was kind of upset because this is the league where I, you get capped at 30 waiver ads. you got to be really, really cautious with what you do. So I would grab DeAndre Washington if he's on your waiver ad just to hold him. Because look what happened last week. He, he came out of nowhere, you know, Jacobs – Nobody thought he was if he was going to be in, he was going to be out again. But Washington came in, he performed extremely well. And the thing about the Raiders, they run the ball pretty efficiently. So I think grabbing him, he could be a sneaky flex play. If you need someone for your flex, I would grab him. Just stash him for now. Let's see how this plays out on Sunday. So the question is, how many waivers have you used so far in that league, bro? 
I have used, let me just check here because I'm crazy. I like the like, 24 out of 30, and I'm okay. in the semifinals. So I'm trying to walk the line right yeah, here. Yeah, because, because you may need some for next week. Yeah, yeah just in case. That would be the worst thing ever to like, uh, you know, wake up <laughs> Sunday morning and you cap your waivers and then your wide receivers randomly out and you have no one to put in there. Yeah. That'd be, like, that'd be the worst out, feeling ever. That'd be the worst feeling ever. And uh, are, are you a Washington believer too, Steven? I believe I am. Uh, I'm, and I watched him as film uh, after the game and he looked pretty explosive out there actually. You know, he hit those holes hard and running and just kind of, I mean, they were kind of big so he kind of ran right through them but uh, he looked pretty good out there and he does versus the Jags team. Uh, who has been either giving up 100 yards games or two touchdown games to the running backs over the last five weeks now. It seems like they've kind of just given up on everything at some point now. And also one thing I really noticed that, like, this is the Raiders' last home game. So I feel like everyone's going to really try to just play their hearts out in front of these fans. And I think if, you know, if he's you know has a starting role, at least a huge chunk of it, uh, he could be real productive for us on Sunday. Is this the last, is this the last yep. uh, home game in Oakland? In Oakland, Before yeah. They, yeah, they make that, that move to Las Vegas. That's a good point. That's a good point. They're going to play hard. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a good point there, Steve. Jackson coming across town, too, or coming across the state, the country. So that doesn't help them either. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Something to watch out there. If you're a Josh Jacobs owner, too, and he is a go, uh, fire up all Oakland players. That's a good, that's a good point. Fire John Gruden. Put John Gruden in. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, he might, he might take a few snaps, maybe take the kneel down at the end of the game, you know, salute the fans whatnot. I'd like to see. I'd like to see it. Uh, last injury here. Uh, James Conner probably is a go this week. But the question is, can we trust him? Can we put him into our lineup this week, Steven? I want to say no, just because he's coming off injury still. they may, He might not get the t- entire workload. They might mix in Benny Snell a little bit just to relieve him some some pressure. And the Bills are pretty good on defense. I expect them to kind of inst- to stop everyone. They, you know, They've only allowed like 300-yard rushers all season, and I believe – They've had allowed, allowed just a handful of rushing touchdowns. So, honestly, I'm looking elsewhere. I'm not really trusting somebody who's coming off injury in uh, Week 15, especially one one game before play, uh, before the championship. Are you feeling the same there, Fro? Yeah. I mean, you you kind of had this right all season with, you know, Connor not being the guy. I was really high on him after the preseason. But it's a lot of risk starting any Steeler offensive player, really. I mean, their defense is playing great, but it's really a big risk. You know, Juju's come back, James Conner's come back, but they have a hard matchup. I believe they have the lowest uh, total over under right now. I mean, that Pittsburgh team, it, it's just they're going to run the ball, run the ball, and then they'll throw a deep once in a while, but it's going to be tough. They have three running backs that are more than capable of carrying it. It could be more of a committee than anything, so I would probably try to stay away from Conner if you can avoid him. Yeah, I'm there with you. If there's a better option on your on your bench go somewhere else and one last segment for the podcast today we're going to go with uh it's pretty much a sit player a player that is likely startable that we are not high on each and uh i guess fro do you want to start the segment off um i would if i knew what uh the players are <laughs> <laughs> typical fro here typical fro unprepared just like in college hey steven you got a player here on the top of your mind um, I'm kind of hesitant on Odell Beckham this week. Uh, it's hard to say that because, you know, Odell Beckham is a, is a tremendous talent, but, you know, he's been a pretty much a disappointment to us in fantasy this year. And though he does have a great matchup this week against the Cardinals, 
Uh, you know, he's probably going to be guarded by Patrick Peterson more than likely. And I could just see this being a game where they try to run the ball more or they they throw to Landry instead. Or this is a fantastic David Njoku matchup for him. They might try to get him more involved. And, you know, if it's between him and A.J. Brown, uh, I've been honestly, like, contemplating about starting A.J. Brown over uh, Odell this week just because I just don't like the production he's getting, putting up even with, like, good good matchups. Who would have thought we're at this point of 2019 <laughs> choosing between A.J. Brown and, and Odell Beckham and cho- choosing A.J. Brown? It's weird to think. Uh, but my play, to be honest with you. <laughs> my player this week is John Brown. We talked a lot about the Bills and Steelers this week. But, uh, you know, the Steelers have only allowed three receivers to have 90-plus uh, yard performances against them this season. And only two receivers have scored on them in their past four games. They're also a top five uh, passing defense, and Cole Beasley, like I said, has outscored uh, John Brown in three straight games thus uh, thus far, or recently, and this is due to the defense's focus on um, Brown, doubling him up and whatnot, uh, taking away the deep ball, so I think that's going to happen again this week. Uh, I expect a lot of uh, you know short passes underneath passes to Cole Beasley, and uh, look for someone else besides John Brown, because it's not going to happen this week. So before we sign off here, let's talk about how we're doing in our playoffs. Fro, how many uh, leagues you in? How many semifinals are you in here, man? All right. So I have four leagues, not including your Super League, which was super dumb for me because I uh, <laughs> had some horrible, horrible luck with injuries. But that, that was uh, neither here nor there anymore. But I have four of my own leagues. Uh, you knocked me out of my Dynasty League, you jerk. Um, but every everything else, I'm actually in the semifinals right now in my home league which I've won, what is it? I won six out of nine years. I am, I'm right now I'm playing against actually my chiropractor and he's beating me by 22 points. Uh, we have one more week to go here and hopefully, hopefully I don't lose or else he's going to have to, I'll get a free adjustment for him breaking my back. But um, I'm also in a, a uh, two other 12 man leagues and I'm in the semifinals in both of them. One's for, I think a thousand dollars and then the other one's probably like a couple hundred, but I'm, I'm excited because you know, it's it's really stressful playing fantasy football, but it's even more stressful playing in the playoffs when it's it's lose and you're out. And all week I've been seeing people on Twitter saying, you know, they, they went undefeated during the season and they got wrecked in the first round of the playoffs and they're distraught. And, uh, you know, you stress all week and you try to get the best lineups and you, you don't set the best lineups, but somehow you sneak by. That's just what fantasy football is all about. But hopefully we can squeeze another win here this week. And Steven, how are we doing, man? Uh, doing very well, actually. I believe I was in 13 leagues this year of my own, and I have seven that are in the semifinals right now. Uh, a couple of them are dynasty, a couple of them are like 10-man, 12-man. I have a couple 16-man leagues out there this year. Uh, I got a couple bunch of things going on, but I'm uh, looking forward to having a couple in the finals, try to make some money for next year's uh, budget, so uh, I'm excited. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, trying to afford next year's uh, buy-ins. <laughs> I played twenty-three leagues this year. Uh, let's see. Um, He's one my zero. Big, <laughs> <laughs> my big money league didn't make the playoffs. The Froze House League I play in didn't make the playoffs there. That league was so weird. I, I thought felt like I had such a good team, but you I did. Just, you know, girly, I did. girly, and Zeke were streaky. 
They were, they were. They'd have big weeks, but they won't have big weeks together. And it just, it's never really clicked. I felt my team was very good. It just didn't work together. But everything else, I've had some good teams. Uh, some other league, like Dynasty, I'm in the semifinals there. I'm very happy about that. Teams look good for the future, even because I drafted with a sense of, you know, trying to like go through this year and get a good pick for this draft because I love this draft so much. And somehow I'm in the semifinals. So, you know, my team set up for uh, the future there. I'm still in the semifinals. So I like that a lot. Um, you know, set up well in a lot of other leagues. So really exciting times, uh, you know, semifinals stressful one more week to go after this week. So we'll see how things go and, uh, we'll see how happy I am about things next week and see how many more teams I have in the, in the finals next week. When we, uh, re, uh, visit this next week. Uh, but before we sign off here, uh, anything else you guys want to add to, uh, to the show? Yeah, I'm just going to add, um, going back to my, uh, my star player that I'm not quite keen on because I couldn't think of one before, but, the one and only Mr. Tyler Lockett. That is probably the biggest name right now and you know, fancy how bad he's been playing. But he gets the Panthers this week. What do you guys think? Should I start Tyler Lockett? Should I risk him this week? It's, I mean, he plays against the Panthers, who've allowed the sixth most fancy points, the third most receptions to receivers. But he's done horrible the last four or five weeks. Like, should I risk it? Um, the, the thing is, you know, you have, uh, you know, Rashad Penny is not going to be there. So are they going to continue to pound the ball as much as carrying Chris Carson there? Are they going to go to the air more? Will they have to go through the air? I don't know. Uh, who are the other options of the question? That's another good question to ask. Uh, it just depends. I think they'll continue to run the ball. They haven't success that way. They're not having to throw the ball. You know, I have a lot of people complaining about Russell Wilson at this point of the season as well. You know, he had those hot few weeks in the season uh, that really boosts his points. Uh, it makes him look like a good fancy quarterback, but now he's you know been slacking off here towards the playoffs and into the playoffs because they're not throwing the ball as much because they don't have to. So it's hard to tell what's going to happen here with Tyler Lockett. But uh, I, I really want to put my money on Tyler Lockett having a big week this week. <laughs> Risk it for the biscuit. Steven, what do you think? You're pretty you're pretty well in, you know, in tune with this fantasy stuff. I want to I know your opinion. I'm going to take it seriously. Whatever you tell me, I'm doing. So oh, pressure's God. on. <laughs> also, also, I hate the Seahawks of the passion, so don't listen to what I say. That's true. Nate didn't give me any information. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked around that question completely. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Um, honestly, unless you have another option that's, you know, that's kind of has a better passing day ahead of them, maybe a team that's going to throw the ball a bit more. I would go in that direction. Again, I think I'd probably start like an A.J. Brown or maybe a Darius Slayton over him just because, you know, they, they might have an easier defense. But again, like Nate said, they're going to probably run the ball more this week. Uh, they may get a guy like C.J. Procise more involved with um, with uh, Rashad Penny out. So And he just hasn't been performing well. So I honestly would just take the take the risk and sit him just because, you know, the performance may not be there again this week. All right. Makes sense. CJ Procise, that's the name I've heard in quite some time. CJ Procise. He's an interesting man in deeper man leagues if you were looking for somebody. He there is you this go. week for sure. The more you know, the more you know. But all right, guys, that's it for uh, this week 15, the penultimate episode of the We Know Fantasy podcast for the season before we uh, you know, start hitting sporadic episodes across the, uh, the uh, you know, what do we call that thing? The off season. That's the word I'm looking for. Before we sign off here, uh, Fro, one more time, where people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at FantasyFro. And Stephen, where can they find you? You can find me at Coach Stephen P. Don't forget to visit our website, WeKnowFantasy.com, for some more fantasy football content. Uh, every Monday, the We Know Fantasy Waiver Wire Wishlist podcast comes out. And check us out Tuesday, uh, tomorrow, Thursday, for the We Know Fantasy Contributors podcast. 
where a group of contributors comes on and gives you more topics and content as well. But all right, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week one more time. Peace.